I'm Clarence. And I'm DJ Nuna. And you're listening to Up in the Air. A podcast exploring the creative, social, and political world around us. Featuring conversations with our lovely friends and special guests each episode. Stay up in the air and come float with us. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Up in the Air. Today we are joined by the wonderful Cam Schalk. Cam is someone who Jubilee and I have the pleasure of meeting today for the first time, but definitely not the first time we've heard of her. Um, She's a fellow student at the UW, a proud member of the Arts and Entertainment family, and a vlogger who I just learned hit 12,000 subscribers. Congratulations! (laughs) But over the past year, Cam has been documenting her journey with Hodgkin's lymphoma, giving her viewers a vulnerable look at every step to the road of recovery. So Cam, we are so happy you're here uh, talking to us on the pod. And just to start things off, how many cups of coffee have you had today? I, this is my first. It's actually matcha too. I've been trying Ooh. to wean off of my coffee addiction. So. Okay, yeah, I, I have a very strong coffee addiction at this point. So Can you show I'm us like, how big your mug is? It's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I feel like Ours are equally large. I have yeah. a very stout <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I like the color of it. So yeah. <laughs> but how's it going? How how are you doing today? It's going good. I'm so happy to be here. I actually was on a different podcast the other day, and it makes it. I don't know. I love the podcast world. Like I yeah. feel like I listen to more and more these days. But um, yeah, I'm doing good. You know recovering from everything that's been going on yeah 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 I'm doing good are you in um Oregon at the moment so I live right I actually am on the Washington side but oh okay uh, so I'm just a little bit north of Portland but the easy thing to say is just Portland Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay gotcha gotcha yes but I'm back home and yeah I'm doing classes from here right now I'm just taking one class right now so Oh, what was it that you were studying again? I'm doing communication and anthropology, and I love both majors, like, equally. I feel like they're a really cool mix. So, yeah, I'm doing both of those. I'm taking anthropology classes right now, um, just because those are kind of on the easier side. Mm. Um, So, yeah. And then I'll be graduating next March. Hey, well, that's great to hear. I think we're on a similar timeline. Clarence and I are fifth year students and we're graduating in the spring. So it's great to hear that obviously like senior year is not turned out the way that everyone's expected, like both in the world and with remote learning. But I'm glad that you're almost there. Like graduation is such a huge thing to celebrate. So we're excited and I know that you also have like a big interest in film. Have you taken any like cinema studies at UW? That's funny you say that. I actually took one video production class and I was so excited for it because I've been making videos. I mean, I've been uploading videos on YouTube for about six years and wasn't until this past year that it started growing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it actually was like an experimental video class and (laughs) it was a little out there, I have to say. Like, I, I feel like I'm a storyteller, and my professor did not like that. She was like, I want the abstract horror movie, like, just way out there. And so that it ended up being really tough. So I kind of just kept my video stuff outside of school, mm-hmm. which I was a little bummed about. But, yeah, so that was my experience with the video <laughs> class. 
It sounds we'll... like a DX arts class. It was. Yeah. It was a DX arts okay. class. Okay. There we go. They are very experimental. And when I see people's projects, I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but it yeah. looks cool. So you're just like sitting there, like trying to absorb it. Like, I yeah. know. Yeah. No, I hate it when they're like, so what's the meaning of it? And you're like, uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking yeah. of making videos, so. Again, congrats on your 12,000 subscribers. Thank that is you. insane. <laughs> um, how has that journey been for you vlogging? I mean, you said you, you've done it for six years at this point. Oh my God. Yeah. I looked at when I published my YouTube channel and it was six years ago. And I mean, I was mostly just uploading stuff for myself and kind of like travel videos with my friends that we would go back and watch, but I wasn't really posting for like, subscribers or anything like that mm -hmm. but then when I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's back in um, like July August I was like my the first day I got the call I was like I have to pick up the camera because that's how I had been capturing life for the past six years whether it was photos or videos mm -hmm. so I was like this is such a big life moment I know I'm gonna regret it in a few years if I didn't pick it up and so I did, and that was really like a vulnerable and honest moment to capture on camera. Yeah. But I actually haven't gone back and watched that video. It'll probably take me a few years to be able to open it and watch it again. Mm -hmm. But since I have started posting videos, it took me a month to publicly announce that I was diagnosed because it was just, I needed time to process it myself. Mm -hmm. and um yeah I am really happy that I started posting videos though because I've been connected with people from literally all over the world like people will reach out to me from the most remote places that I've never even heard of mm -hmm. and they're like hey my brother or sister or them themselves had been diagnosed some point in their life and it's just cool to be able to talk to them and make it not feel like this big scary thing like I don't know it kind of makes it just it brings it down and you're like okay I can actually talk to someone about it mm -hmm. so yeah no yeah that's amazing to hear that your camera is really a tool to help you tell a story and it's also like a personal diary like I know sometimes this is embarrassing but I sometimes like rant to my photo booth <laughs> and like I <laughs> Clarence is like what the hell but I saw, I saw people doing it on TikTok so I tried it one time <laughs> but for real it's great to hear that you've been posting for six years I saw in your Q&A video that um like Mac Barbie 07 was like a big figure like that was I remember a phase in my life where her and like Steel of Babel 9, I was like yeah. <laughs> religiously watching them. So it's amazing to see your channel grow and also just the craft of your videos. I think you have such an eye to um, yeah, create these stories really concisely and beautifully. Like I think it's so it feels so cohesive and <laughs> I love watching your videos. So Thank yeah, congrats you. again. Like 12,000 is amazing. It's, it's such a funny thing hitting 12k because it's like I know there's people with much bigger numbers out there as well like over 100 million now and it's like there's so much content out there and all of these people but I mean it's just like it's just crazy that number means so much to me like it doesn't in the retrospect of the YouTube world but like it it just is cool to have all of these new people 
I mean, so. that's like a huge audience. I feel like for anyone, you know, like yeah, to imagine twelve like thousands of people listening to you and like watching your videos that's insane just the concept of it (laughs) yeah it's kind of scary thinking about the number and then actual humans (laughs) I know I know yeah yeah. you're like wait there's actually people behind the screen there we go yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um when you when you started vlogging then and then you know uh, again more recently about your journey was there ever a point when you felt kind of like discouraged to post videos and I mean, I know that like being vulnerable, obviously it's very tough on camera, but in a way it sounds like it was also helping you process things. And so I was just wondering like, what was the balance between um, that? Yeah, so like I said, the I didn't post publicly for a month. And when I got that first call, I was like, I don't wanna tell anyone. And I don't know why mm-hmm. that was my initial reaction, but I was just like, I don't even know how they're gonna react I didn't know how to tell them I didn't even know what lymphoma was <laughs> at the moment like uh-huh. I just didn't I couldn't even understand what I was going through so I wasn't ready to like share that with people mm-hmm. um so I told a small group and then I was still picking up my camera almost every day trying to like I, yeah it was pretty much a video diary for me just capturing what I was going through in that moment of that day and I just wanted to keep it like as authentic as possible Mm -hmm. and so then when I fully got my diagnosis so I had two biopsies and multiple scans to figure out what type it was because there's multiple types of lymphoma so then I got stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma and I kind of felt a like wave of peace and because at that point I had my chemo plan like I knew it was going to be okay. So then I finalized the video and created my Instagram post and I just uploaded it all at once and just kind of like put it out there mm-hmm. and then put my phone down for a few hours. Cause I was like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. But, um, I kind of just, it took me a month. I was very like, I was still in denial that I was ever going to tell anyone, mm-hmm. but once I did, I was really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's good that you took that month to really reflect and process it because, yeah, having an online presence, that is a huge vulnerable thing to do. And yeah, I think um, even when Clarence and I started the pod, it is like vulnerable posting like your own passion project and like promoting it on on your Instagram because it's like mm-hmm. everyone has like somewhat access to um, your life. So I was curious as to how like you overcame like the shyness of because I've definitely been there where I've made beauty videos on YouTube and it's really I get really shy being like hey just posted like a get ready with me yeah I'm curious how you um overcame that um like little nervousness for posting it's funny because there's still some videos that I upload on YouTube that I don't promote at all on Instagram because they're kind of more of a like, I don't know, more artsy pieces or more, more vulnerable vulnerable pieces. Mm-hmm. And um, there's still some that I get too shy to post about because I feel like Instagram is where I connect the most. But when I put it up on YouTube, I'm like, I don't know who's going to watch it. So I'm just right. going to throw it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely still have a little bit of that. But it definitely just took... Um, practice like talking in front of the camera because I look at my videos from high school and even I think I have a few from middle school 
and they're so uncomfortable to watch <laughs> like they they're all privated no one can find them thank god but they are so I was so cringy one of them I have I had broken my wrist and I like had a wrist brace on trying to do makeup and I'm like why didn't I just wait till my like wrist brace was off it was just so funny so I like to go back and look at those but I'm glad that no one else can see them <laughs> it's wild how like a couple years back I when I posted it I was like this is it like this is the shit and then now yeah. when I look at them I'm like what was I thinking so no yeah it's yeah. great because I I think that you just have a really great way of talking um to the camera really authentically and um I'm just really able to see your personality through all your videos and you also mentioned that um authenticity is a really important factor of your storytelling process and your channel um, and I was curious as to how like do you have any like pillars that you keep for yourself for storytelling or keeping an authentic presence on online because I know it can be difficult with just social media it's a very over overwhelming space yeah 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 I um my hardest thing like hardest time to pick up the cameras when I'm not feeling good but I was like, this process is such a roller coaster. I would hate if I only picked up my camera when I was feeling good because that would totally give a skewed view of what cancer is like. Yeah. So I I try to pick up my camera whenever I can and just show both sides. I think that's the biggest thing for me is showing my highs and lows because I've learned that people like to see the vulnerability and when I'm like breaking down crying and I'm like this is kind of cringy to edit through and I'm like get it together cam part of me wants to just like cut it out but I know that that's like what people can connect with is those low moments so I'm glad that I've been able to I definitely there's been days where I don't even touch my camera and I'm in bed for hours but um I don't know. I've just tried to show as much as I can without like oversharing, um, trying to find that balance as much as possible. I mean, I will say like every time you pick up the camera and like you have footage of yourself, it always like fitted. Like your your outfits are all on point every time. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> Thank you. I bought so many lounge sets because I had a couple months before chemo and I was like, what am I going to wear? I don't know why that was what went through my head. But then when I went to the, so I go to a clinic just in my area and everyone there is 60 up. I've talked about it in videos before. It is like me in an old folks home. Like that's what it's like every time. And people like, I don't know, they just don't, I can tell that they don't feel confident like without their hair. And most of the older ladies like wear wigs and stuff like that. And I like want to like, just give them a makeover and make them yeah. feel good and like give them some confidence because I mean all I'm wearing is like a sweatsuit but I kind of you know I think about what I put together like when it mm -hmm. comes to what I'm wearing and I feel like some of them just like have given up and it makes me so sad and I just want to like give them a little confidence with like what they wear and I don't know it's it's such a hard thing to see sometimes and I just want to like make them feel better yeah I mean so you've kind of um touched on this previously but like you've sort of built this community and you've met a lot of people who maybe are experiencing something similar to you and I saw that you mm -hmm. did a Q&A recently or 
I guess it was just an Instagram live uh, yeah. with a friend of yours. But can you talk a little bit about like what why that's important to you to connect with people like that and also like to discuss the topic on a public platform? Yeah. So I a couple months into it, I was like, I just didn't have anyone to talk to. Like I'd been connected with a couple people in my area who have gone through the same diagnosis but I was like okay I go to the clinic and I talk to my nurses and they're amazing but I just couldn't connect with many of the patients because like they're they're just so much older than me and there's nothing wrong with that but it was just like I need people to talk to that are my age that are going through it so I started when I started posting videos a few people reached out to me and were like hey I'm going through the same thing And I was like, I need to start a support group. So Instagram is kind of just my platform that I know how to work. Like I've been on it for so long. And so I created an Instagram called Blood Cancer Kids. And we don't have any leukemia people because blood cancer is leukemia and lymphoma. Mm -hmm. And but I found all of these people and there's actually like seven of us in the area it's crazy like in the general like Portland and greater area Mm -hmm. there's like seven of us and I'm like that number is way bigger than I thought Mm -hmm. then it started just growing and we've got girls from Canada Australia the UK um yeah just from there's a girl from France too all over just yeah almost every day I think 30 of us now and we just uh, like to keep in touch and everyone is very open and we talk about anything and everything under the sun in there but I love that everyone can be so honest and open because I was like you know maybe we won't get along like the only thing connecting us really is our cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. but it just happened that everyone just got along really well and I mean these are people that I'm going to keep in touch with for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. now which is so cool and so yeah I'm really happy that I started that and it's been really cool yeah that's amazing I think just to hear like the reach of your support group how you have people all around the world which is amazing and um I'm sure like Clarence and I have mentioned this um on another episode but with COVID it sucks because it is hard to meet people in person and travel Um, But then there's also um, like a lot of online ways and it's enabled a lot more connections and relationships. So we're really glad that you're able to, do you have like Zoom meetings or like Discord? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, we have Zoom calls, which is really fun. Oh yeah, that's great to hear. And yeah, just to hear like your community growing on YouTube as well. Um, I'm curious, uh, we talked a bit about like your fashion and I, I think that, um, yeah, we see that in your YouTube videos, but how would you describe your style in a couple words? I'm curious. I mean, I'd love to say like street style. Like I wish I could fit that aesthetic every day. Cause that's, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but I don't know, sometimes I'm really girly, honestly. And other days I love just like an oversized t-shirt and a baggy pair of jeans. That's kind of been my go-to. Um, lately I love everything oversized <laughs> you know yeah but... I feel like uh Jubilee and I since we got into the I, actually I will say I'll speak for myself but since <laughs> yeah. we got into like the the design program because we're both design uh-huh. majors like my clothes has been slowly getting bigger and bigger I hear. Year. 
<laughs> I'm pants so I get baggier and like I'm like why is everything Carhartt now like in my closet <laughs> I swear if I was artistically talented in any way I think my only artistic talent is video making I cannot draw or design things to save my life but <laughs> I used to go um with my friend that was in the design program and I'd help her out every once in a while with things and then I started going to A&E and met a bunch of design people in there and I was like these are my people like yeah. they all look so cool and they're just <laughs> sitting they're sitting in a coffee shop with their headphones on and I'm oh like oh God. I want to be friends with them because <laughs> you know the common ants programs are great but I was like I feel like I'm my heart is with the design kids even though I don't belong there I love it <laughs> just like spiritually you're there yeah spiritually I'm yeah. there yeah I I love it I follow so many design kids on Instagram and just like creep over their work and I love it <laughs> no yeah I feel like a lot of design kids on Instagram are like so it's just like the aesthetic of their post like you might not even be posting anything important it's just like like their meal kind of but like they're outside I don't know I'm like wow that's it's cool. always There's an aesthetic for that it's like a picture of a fruit basket or so I don't know how to yeah. describe it but but then I'm like yeah that's dope <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I also it. um saw it in your Q&A so we I was like hella lurking on your channel <laughs> okay. but um you talked about um like manifestation and dreams for the future and manifestation and mindfulness in general is something I'm really interested in and I love to see how different people practice it but how like what's your process of manifesting something or like speaking opportunities into existence or like what are you manifesting right now yeah yeah um I I feel like I always heard about manifesting but I was like yeah yeah like I don't know I don't know it's kind of like astrology like I don't know how much to believe but I I feel like my form of manifesting is just kind of I think about it a lot before bed. It keeps me up at night. That's when I'm like in manifesting mode. Yeah. Um, I'll write it down. I don't know. I'll do little things like that. But mostly I'm just trying to like put myself out there with different dreams and goals and meet as many people in that realm. Like I was trying to get an internship this summer and sadly things fell through, but I was like, okay, I just got to meet them. And I was just trying to like, I don't know, put my soul into like it it didn't oh okay, okay, you're back. okay I'm you're back. back. Um I I'm back. Um I think that I was just trying to like put all of my energy into it and it didn't end up working out, but I feel like because I made those connections and tried to put myself out there as much as possible like I still gained a lot from it and I mean I have all these huge dreams most of them are like traveling (laughs) like Mm. I've been talking about going to New York for so long and Spencer actually sent me Spencer sent me this book like right when right after I posted I got diagnosed and it is this book that like illustrates all of the beautiful things of New York and I've honestly had a hard time reading it because it makes me sad because I'm like I want to be there but I think I mean I know it's going to come eventually but with those dreams it's hard because I can't just like book a plane ticket today Mm -hmm. but I'm just keep telling myself that it'll happen soon enough Mm -hmm. it'll happen it'll be you with your fits 
out in New York, mm -hmm. just like fitting in perfectly. <laughs> I hope so. I yeah. hope so. I, I told Clarence the other day, I was giving him a little pep talk, but I was like, it's a matter of when and not if, like it'll mm -hmm. happen. So yeah. I'm so excited for you. I think manifestation um, in community is really important, like surrounding yourself with people that are also speaking your desires into existence and cheering you on. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, the traveling, it sucks. I definitely have the travel bug right now. And I dream of New York too. Like, yeah, uh, I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, I think with your channel, I think in the Q&A, you mentioned that one of your like dreams is to um, like keep making videos and expand your channel. And it's just great to see like, you're definitely on your way. Like your community is <laughs> growing. Um, I, I think the different types of videos, like the vlogs or the Q&As or I loved your wig collection and your wrap collection <laughs> video too. Thank uh, you. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's funny because I mean, I've been making videos for so long, but now it's like, it's turned into this new thing and I have this sort of following and it definitely has put a little bit of pressure on me to keep making better content and keep, mm -hmm. to keep being creative, which is hard when I'm literally stuck in my house. <laughs> um, so I've just been trying to, it's almost like challenged me in a way to start kind of seeing my house in a new way, like in trying to be creative in just one single environment is definitely, it, it's been hard to say the least, but it's been a good challenge. And um, I'm like, maybe this internship didn't work out because I'm just supposed to make videos all summer. And mm -hmm. my mom was so cute and supportive. And she's like, what if you like book a ticket somewhere and like film it all? And she was like, she was being really <laughs> supportive about it. And that, that was, that was so cool. Cause I mean, I was scared. She's going to be like, try to find another internship, but she was like, why don't you make more videos? And mm -hmm. that was really cool. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like you get a lot of joy out of doing that. I feel like, I mean, Julie and I have been looking for internships for like, gosh, because we're about to graduate. So it's just always floating around and it's just so yeah. stressful. It's so like so much pressure to do that. So yeah, I'm glad that, you know, you have found some peace like making the videos and mm -hmm. that's, that's so cool that your mom's supportive. Like I, I was yeah. wondering like, how does your family kind of uh, react to the, the vlogs and like all the do they watch videos. like every video and stuff <laughs> they do they do now like oh, uh, before okay. they used to be like oh that's her little <laughs> hobby you know but now like my mom will talk to her friends and be like twelve thousand. like what like she, I can hear her she just kind of like freaks out and and then when I got my first like monthly payment they were like oh whoa this is like a job <laughs> because I've done freelance gigs like I get paid for weddings and doing commercial work and stuff like that but they were like whoa like YouTube's paying you for like content and I was like yeah like people can make a living off of it which is a whole new world that I'm trying to figure out but that that part they were kind of like oh wow okay this is like she's doing this <laughs> yeah I feel like the the paycheck is the validating thing for parents <laughs> yeah which is so sad I wish that yeah, I, mean, yeah. I wish it wasn't that way but I think that it kind of opens their eyes and they're like oh <laughs> yeah I remember like doing because I do like freelance uh photography sometimes and so like when I got oh, I, I did a gig and then my mom was like well like you take pictures for fun and I was like no like I can do this 
and get paid. Too, you know, I was like, I can get paid. And she'd be like, oh, like, okay, I see. Like, okay, that's cool. You know, and then she'd be yeah. like, can you do photos for me? And I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, is becoming like a full-time content creator, like something you see for yourself in the future? I mean, I'd love for it to happen because like making videos is what I love to do, like whether it's traveling and I've loved doing it for other companies, but there's always a creative restraint doing it for because a company can hire you and they love all of your content. But then but the video that I make has to tell their story and be fitted to them. So there's always some sort of like, I don't know, there's just a wall that kind of like stops me from doing my full creative whatever all of the visions that I have for it so doing my own work like I just have full creative freedom and it's so fulfilling for me like I swear I go and read every comment and I I respond to every person I try my best to respond to every person on Instagram or whatnot because I just love connecting with new people and this is just such a unique way to do it so I definitely would love to do it I don't know how sustainable it will be um I'm like I went to college for four years I'd love to have an experience in the job world but I'm like shoot what if what if that works out that would be I mean it would be amazing but I'm kind of just I'm not banking on that being my future right now (laughs) no yeah it's hard like I've definitely heard of YouTubers talk about because they a lot of them do have traditional like four-year um, college experiences and then um, are able to dabble in their field for a little bit but end up doing content creation but I think um, since you're majoring in common anthro I feel like it's a great opportunity to like integrate that into like your videos and and I think it shows through um, like your values as a person like I think one of my favorite content creators um, is a designer so even though none of her videos are about being a designer it's you can just see like their little doodles or like just the way that they think. So we're excited for you though. Like we're, we're here to support and keep, we're going to keep watching your videos and stuff. Um, But yeah, I think we are around like the 30 minute mark and we want to, well, I have two questions. So a song of the week. And since I know you're into film, I'm curious as to what your all time favorite film is as well. Oh, my favorite film that's such a tough question though i i just asked that i feel bad because i feel like when you when you ask that like i know that i can't answer it for myself i asked spencer spencer said school of rock oh oh gosh (laughs) what that doesn't even surprise me for some yeah it does not surprise me i actually have these this question prepped because i worked at summer camps for so many Mm -hmm. years so that's always an icebreaker Mm -hmm. um i love well it's so conflicting now but call me by your name is like my favorite oh, movie damn. Of all time. i'm and shook by that that i love italy that. i love the soundtrack i love you know timothy chalamet it's just you know it's got all yeah. it's got it all mm-hmm. so that one and then i also love baby driver because i love the soundtrack mm-hmm. of that movie it's so good yeah that movie is really fun uh, and also speaking about call me by your name for the Britney event, which I'm happy you got to tune in for that. But yeah, during our our uh, tech run, we were kind of going through, you know, the, the the portion of the event where we did like the movie scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we had call me by your name it was like the peach scene oh gosh <laughs> but then like she was like she was like guys I'm for the gays but I haven't seen that movie and I also haven't seen La La Land like she was like I haven't seen any of these like movies like don't don't get mad at me <laughs> and then we took it out and then we replaced it with uh it's like Mamma Mia or some shit but wait yeah. I'm dead I feel like it's maybe good that she didn't know that peach scene <laughs> like yeah I don't know what I would have done in that that's yeah, like, that, that would have been the, the room. Yeah. I'm always just like, it's a work of art. It's a work of art. <laughs> just like think about that. Yeah, like Army Hammer is is a human being in that movie. Uh, that is, <laughs> yeah, 2021 just keeps surprising us. Like that was is wild that that happened. But <laughs> and then his wife coming out, I was like, okay, I can't. I can't. And his agent dropped him. Like. Okay, uh, something's happening. Confirming. Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> but um, as for a song of the week, um, yeah, did you think of one? Did you have one that's on repeat? I did, and I hate that I found it off of TikTok. I just, hey, I'm so okay. sorry. I'm here for TikTok. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. We're it's we're in the so same. Entertaining. <laughs> it's, it's so entertaining. It's so addictive. Yeah. But I love the song The Spins by Mac Miller. Like mm-hmm. that. I didn't know that song. I listen to The Divine Feminine all the time. That's like my favorite album by Mac. But The Spins is like such a fun song. I've definitely had that one on repeat. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think my song of the week last week was also, I discovered it from TikTok. So <laughs> they're really, they're on the trends, honestly. They are. Um, but yeah. I love Mac Miller. It's wild to think that around a year ago was when Circle dropped um, mm-hmm. and they released that. So uh, it's very emotional thinking about that time in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Clarence, I can go next. Um, I would say my song of the week. I've been, I'm just in a music funk where I feel like everything I listen to is really repetitive and it's hard for me to like really enjoy music. But so I was like looking into SoundCloud and I found this really good mix that was featured on the Selection Radio. And it's a remix of um, Notorious B.I.G.'s song um, with Her Side Story by um, Goldlink. And it's my favorite thing right now. It's super good. Um, I'll send you all the link after. But I think I've been really getting into remixes because it's just something new. So. Yeah, SoundCloud is SoundCloud's such a good place for it. Mm-hmm. I I always used to find my music off of SoundCloud actually, and I feel like it's so underrated. Like there's mm-hmm. some really good artists on there who haven't like gone to Spotify yet. Like the um, "Put Your Records On" by Rit Momney. Do you know that song? Yeah, I so, saw it on TikTok too. <laughs> so that song blew up on TikTok. But I've been listening to him for like four years, and I actually saw him in concert, and there was like ten people in the crowd. It was a little bit awkward at how small it was <laughs> and now I'm like he's TikTok famous and okay but I found him off I know his secret SoundCloud account like mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been there <laughs> no yeah Clarence and I just talked about this but TikTok really enables people's careers which is amazing like especially mm-hmm. for music and like small businesses um but yeah that's so special that you got to attend like a 10 person little concert <laughs> I don't know what I would weird. do I was like super like, intimate like, <laughs> like, I was, like, like 
<laughs> do I like belt the songs or do I like play it cool? I it was like in this trendy Portland like concert venue too, so mm-hmm. it was like everyone there was so cool. <laughs> I feel like because if you like sing with him, he would definitely like be able to hear you. He could hear, <laughs> like, yeah. <you're> like... <laughs> yeah, it was a little like I was like I can touch him. That's just a little too close. For like do I do I rush to stage or, or no? <laughs> um. Okay, wait, speaking of TikTok, I don't know, I have beef with TikTok because <laughs> I've turned off the notification. <laughs> I've had this problem for so long. I turn off all notifications, but again, it just told me that Juby, Jubilee just posted a new video. I'm like, why are you telling <laughs> Wait, Clarence, just unfollow me, please. <laughs> hey, like, I really hate when people I know follow me on tiktok because i'm like but i need to change my username it's the same instagram so it's not their fault but yeah i I tried oh sorry i I, now i'm on tiktok rant i tried to post a viral tiktok for david dobrik because you know i i'm one of those girls i just love david dobrik Mm -hmm. but he never saw it so i've got beef with tiktok he needs he should like give you a tesla or something like <laughs> i don't even i don't even want a tesla i just <laughs> hang out with him and like eat chipotle with him or something like something simple yeah. I was, like, he can definitely he can definitely plug with the chipotle so yeah, yeah i hope that he sees your video one day i hope the algorithm figures it out <laughs> one day that would be so probably not on tiktok i'd rather him like see my youtube videos or mm-hmm. something like that i don't know tiktok is kind of scary <laughs> yeah it's really scary we did okay. have oh, uh, i was gonna say uh, what's your song <laughs> uh, no i was gonna say just real quick for amy we did have conversations around david dobrik so i don't know maybe that could happen maybe in the future uh, maybe <laughs> But um, for my song of the week... I love him. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for my song of the week, I was listening to... Or I was watching the verse, Versus uh, competition thingy yesterday on mm-hmm. Instagram Live. It's like Swiss Beats and Timberland. He like... They have this kind of... They had a like a beat duel kind of thing on Instagram Live. But then they've been they've made it into like a full-on platform and now they have like artists kind of like going back and forth playing their best hits so it's like the biggest artist in the world but um they had D'Angelo on yesterday who I am like that's like one of my favorite artists and uh so my song of the week is Send It On by D'Angelo it's it's like the grooviest it's like the best I think it's one of my favorite songs of all time so I need to go listen to it yeah it's such a vibe I think his whole album is a vibe and D'Angelo is just like a he's like a legend dude he literally he came out with two albums and then he took like a 15-year hiatus and then he came back with another album and then just won a Grammy and I was like damn (laughs) the best artist do that for real like I'm waiting for Rihanna to drop her shit I, I've actually been listening to Anti a lot, like, or Anti, is it Anti? Why did I say Anti? I, I, <laughs> I don't actually know. What do I, I think I feel it's, like it's Anti. I don't know. <laughs> but I've been listening to that a lot, and it takes me back to senior year of high school. Like, just, yeah. That, Dude. I don't know. Did but you see her? Mom? Have you seen her in concert? Or no. no. Okay, I have. <laughs> Wait, when? <laughs> like for that album when she toured 
But it was funny because so my buddies in high school, I went to O'Day High School, which is like an all guy high school, predominantly white as well. And this is like around the time Travis Scott was blowing up. And so they're like, they're like, they're like yo, let's go get tickets to the Travis Scott concert. And I was like, uh, okay, sure, I'll go with you guys, right? <laughs> And we go to the concert, and then I'm like, wait, it's not a Travis Scott concert. It's a Rihanna concert Please. that he's opening for. And then so they were like, they're like, do we stay for the Rihanna part? And I was like, do we stay for the Rihanna part? <laughs> wait, that's wild that he was like opening for her. And now yeah. he's, he's huge. So yeah, well, that's crazy. I dream of that. But yeah, Cam, thank you again so much for taking time out of your morning. Um, it was so great to meet you, even if it's virtually. I hope after COVID, we can like do something with A&E or something, like go thrifting. <laughs> I know, I, I miss that. Like, I want to say like stinky little room <laughs> because it's so hot sometimes it would be overflowing and I would be sweating like I'm like is everyone else sweaty or is it just me it's always like you like it's like when it's cold outside so you have all your like jackets like your windows yeah and then you go in the office it's so cramped there's nowhere to sit like everyone on the floor like yeah (laughs) I miss those days though those are the best yeah that's lovely man (laughs) I'm like we like we haven't stepped foot in the office like ever as I guess like Amy I mean like as a program coordinator as a designer so yeah one day (laughs) one day man I used to I feel like my best college memories were in the office like back when it was like Perry and Aiden and like when and oh yeah I miss those people (laughs) I'm like oh so sad (laughs) I know makes me feel nostalgic (laughs) but Again, yeah, thank you so much, Cam. It was such a blast to talk to you. And yeah. we just wish you all the best with your channel, with your health, and thank you. All the manifestations that you might have out there. All of them. <laughs> all of no, them. thank you so much. This was so fun. And I am so excited for people to hear it. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone. Again, we will have all of Cam's links down below. Um, Instagram, YouTube, all that jazz. So thank you for tuning in and we will see you all next week. Peace.